0: Hello, and welcome to Decorating Pages. I'm your host, Kim Wanup. Well, it's been a long time since I left you, without a dope beat to step to. I guess I've got a little explaining to do. I launched this podcast last May, and at the same exact time, I also launched my journey into motherhood. I found out I was pregnant last May, and then found out it was twins, all while working on the third season of The Good Place. From there, I went right into the last season of Veep, which was really hard and very time-consuming, and I hope you've seen it, it's hysterical. My twins were born five weeks early, and I worked up until the day I delivered. Somehow I finished Veep, uh, with the help of David Smith, another decorator. I've been in a newborn bubble and sleep-deprived, but these late nights have given me some sleepy time to think of new topics and interviews that I wanna share. So thank you for sticking with me, and especially to everyone who has subscribed and those who have emailed me and asked questions and the encouragement, I really, really thank you. Joining me this episode is production designer, Derek Hill. I've known him for a long time and he's a very unique production designer. We love to catch up and so much so that this will be a two-part interview. He was too good to edit. Joining me on this episode is production designer Derek Hill. If
1: you don't know his name, that's one thing, but you have definitely seen his work. A career that spanned since the early 80s, he's set-decorated films such as Silkwood, Trip to Bountiful, Born on the Fourth of July, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, and so many more. He's art-directed JFK, Any Given Sunday, Three Kings, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl, and has production-designed TV films like House, Into the Wild, W, Community, Hatfield & McCoys, Bonnie & Clyde, Southpaw, Magnificent Seven, All Eyes on Me, Ozark, and Smilf. He has five Art Director Guild nominations and three Emmy nominations. He's currently working in New Zealand on a pilot for ABC. Phew! Well, Derek, I'm out of time.
2: (laughs) Okay, that was good. Good for me.
1: Thanks so much. Uh, really, thanks for stopping by. <laughs> that was that's all I got. I mean, just I didn't even mention uh, that's like a quarter of the of the titles that you have worked on. It's it's simply amazing your your resume. You
2: didn't, because then they realize I'm an old guy.
1: No, no, no. I mean, I the the titles to me is just like man, I have seen I've seen basically all your work, and it's phenomenal. I mean, what a career that thus far, and you're still you're still trucking.
2: Well, I feel lucky. You know, I've been I've surrounded myself with uh, great people through the years. I've tried to mentor as many people as I possibly could in the industry, and I try to share and make everybody a part of uh of the show. On this particular show, I'm working with a uh, set decorator that I've never known, and I've got to build an entire town. Mm -hmm. that's been set for uh, a couple of hundred years. And uh, so I said, you know, before I decide what each of these buildings are gonna be, why don't you, uh, because I came from the decorating field and there's no sense making your job more difficult than it already is, is why don't you go out and you shop and you think about exactly what you're doing and what you can get that's gonna make this look, because it's a period looking film. And we're going to do like a blacksmith and we're going to do a woodworking shop and we're going to do a a, a grocery, like a market that goes in town. Because they're stuck on this continent where there's only the resources that are available that have washed up or they create themselves. So let's let you go out, spend a couple of weeks figuring out what it is, and then I'll design the look of the town based on what you can get dressing for so that mm-hmm. we work this, we work in this field, uh, and I always try to share this with all of my set decorators and the art directors and things. So I try to make everybody a part of it. That when we go in there, so that cohesive wise, we all come together, and uh, you know, figure out what we need.
1: Like yeah, I mean, it, the collaboration, uh, as I know, between designer and decorator is. You're hand in hand through the whole thing. And whenever there's an opportunity that the designer has come even to me and said, like, say, fabric. Well, what fabric can you find first? And then we'll build, like, color palette off of that. And that's just a small little speck. It sounds like you're giving a lot more, lending a lot more to the decorator and the ability to, when building the realistic, what would they have? And and it does it would come from the from the furniture and such that they've had and and I think that's amazingly smart to to build around that.
2: Well, you know, like another for instance, when we did the Magnificent Seven, uh, you know, uh, it was a discussion whether we shoot in New Mexico or we shoot in Louisiana, and they decided to shoot in Louisiana based upon the incentive money, which to me was more of a problem because it's not really a Western town. Uh, that okay. was really a western town and western decor. So we had to shop. We had shoppers working in New Mexico. We had a shopper in LA putting stuff together, and then basically we did uh, 48, 48 buildings in uh, Magnificent Seven and 14 interiors that we worked with because our director wanted. We, we didn't do any stage work. It was all basically practical locations. Mm-hmm. I built 360 town and where we could do flow inside and out
1: yeah and that's you know that's what they for camera wise that's probably lended a lot to how they sought out all their shots and everything that you gave them those options to come inside and outside and and weren't confined by a stage i'm sure that's yeah, yeah, that's that a dream
2: 48 days on the town which is a really big thing and then uh, you know another more recent thing that I did called the Gifted. We we designed uh, a building, like a municipal building downtown, two stories that the floor had caved in, and so what I heard from we did, uh, I think ten ten episodes, twelve episodes, uh, and what we did every director that came in was grateful for the design job because on so much when you have a permanent set that you shoot every show. They have to shoot the same stuff over and over. But it was mm-hmm. such a big set that we built that every director goes, man, look at these new angles. has never been shot. Right. Which, so that made the show fresh.
1: Which is, I think, too, I don't think people understand, you know, you get different directors in TV almost every episode. But basically when... They, when those first couple episodes are done and the formula and the style of how it's going to shot is done, they're just they're they're guests and they get they work more for the actors. But the sets and everything are basically this and the camera work. That's how they're going to shoot. So to give well, the directors opportunity, that's that's important.
2: It, as as when I first uh, started on House, I came in at the end of the first season when they asked me to come and it was episode 24 and I walked into the office and they basically go, oh, you need to come here. You know, and I said, well, oh, so you haven't told the designer that he's not doing that. Oh. Two. I got you. Okay. Yeah, I- so you go in there and then you ask, oh, well, what's the problem? You, you're on a successful show. So I need to really figure out what's wrong. Well, because why are you making a change? And they said, well, we want you to come look at the sets and you tell us what you think. So as we got into doing season two, I revamped the entire stage set and spent three quarters of a million dollars in making it shootable. Because, you know, I look at because I've done I've done it long enough and and I kind of know the needs of the DP and the camera and what the directors want. I try to design things that are easy for shooting and the flow of shooting wild walls, uh, gimbal windows, that kind of stuff that, that makes it easier for work. And then as as my relationship developed on House, you know, I got to deal with the writers more so because Dr. House had one or two crazy uh, things that he was going to do on each episode. And you got about nine days, eight to 10 days with a two-day overlap between episodes and I would just go listen I need some outlines so I could figure this out before we get into it so right. then when we started doing the concept meetings uh we basically you know it got I, I did season two it was a success I did season three I wasn't going to come back and they go no you're coming back I <laughs> said well I have this other I do movies as well and yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna go do a movie." they go that's okay just come back for the concept meeting so you can tell people what we're going to do and how we're going to achieve the things and, and and that worked all of season three and then finally half of season four and it was finally i, I went to thailand to do a film with oliver and i figured working in thailand and in <laughs> la at the same time was a little bit more difficult in the time zones and everything
1: but if there's if there's anyone i believe who could do it it's you. I, I believe you could span continents and still be, and, and definitely be able to production design two completely different projects. I, I know. Well, I know that you,
2: you know, you. Well, when we did uh, the first Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, I was hired as a supervising art director and then the designer was in London trying to get his work visa. The first four weeks of the show and we when i started i had 18 weeks till we started shooting so then i'm going well i can't wait for this guy i've got to start designing so we're designing the cave that was on stage two at disney and then and then we go well we're going to build the uh captain's cabin at abc seven stage and we're going to we have we're going to build this the other thing at one of the other stages at Disney. So we we have four stages at Disney. We had a stage at ABC7. We had Manhattan Beach Studios where we built the Governor's Mansion interior. And mm-hmm. then we had uh, Spruce Goose Dome where I built the pirate ship. And then we had LA Harbor that we built a Royal Navy ship. And then the Ranchos Palos Verde where I built My the God. exterior <laughs> fort and the Governor's Mansion. So to, to basically do a once Checking on all the locations in a day took basically seven hours just to. If there wasn't a lot of traffic. If there
1: wasn't a lot of traffic. I mean, this is L.A. I mean, that I'm I'm surprised you got seven. I'm surprised you got I, in in seven well, hours.
2: You know, they were very long days, and then we basically uh, were prepping in Saint Vincent. So the the designer came back, and then he worked a few weeks and scouted and. A friend of his died in London, and he went home. And then when he came back, he said, I'm no longer going to do the, I'm quitting. We were about three and a half weeks until oh, wow. we started shooting. And so, uh, you know, the the decor- decorator would do something, and I knew what the, d- design, uh, what the director wanted. And uh, then he would say, well, I don't understand why that's still in the set. I said, well, because we don't have a designer and the, and the decorator kind of equal on a art director basis in a sense, and then Gore Verbinski goes, "Well, okay, you're, you're the designer, now get rid of that. Yeah. Now you are. So, Tag, so you're the, it. <laughs> So, so ta- yeah, I mean yeah. that was the good news and bad news. I ended up only getting the credit for the supervising art director. I worked on it about 11 and a half months. Wow. But the guild likes to bestow the credit on you, and so they chose to put it there, but I know what I did, and because of that, and I was a little burned afterwards. I jumped back into doing TV, which that's when I met the Russo brothers, and uh, right. we all know the Russo brothers now. That they have, yeah. uh, they've done been pretty successful, and they're my friends. And we we did, I think uh, nine pilots, and eight got picked up. So we we had a pretty good track record there. They haven't and done I, much.
1: I, I believe i believe i worked with you on one of those
2: you did? <laughs> so i can
1: i can boast i yes. can boast w- that we did yeah, animal well, you practice, did, practice uh,
2: together. Animal, animal, kingdom right <laughs> An- animal, animal pra- kingdom yeah i don't know animal practice yeah
1: i think it ended up animal practice but yeah i think it yeah. was animal kingdom when we did it
2: yeah. um and to,
1: uh, let and me was- let me let me ask you this though because you're you're unlike any other production designer i've ever worked with you not only design the production in every department that you like have a hand in, but you treat these projects more like a business. And to me, it's almost like a, you would need a title of a designing producer. Like that's well, the only thing I could think of when I think of you is you, you really design in, a, in every department and you have such a grasp on the whole, the whole project. Um, can you explain a little about your approach?
2: I think that, Uh, You know, having not really worked for too many other designers, I mean, I did growing up in the business, but, you know, when I dealt with Oliver Stone early on as a decorator, uh, he and I have done, like, collaborated on, like, seven films or so, and so he would always come to me, and, like, even as a decorator, and say, this is what I want to set, and then when the designer left, the art director moved up, and I moved up to art director, and he'd still come to me. You know, and the wife would say, well, I don't understand. You're like the first there in the last leave every but, day for right. as long as I've ever worked with you. And, you know, I don't understand that some of the, you know, here the designer comes in at 10 and they leave at 3 or 4. I don't know that guy. My okay. Mine is to help the leadership and the directors understand what we're doing and what we're flowing. And And, you know, I I, I jump in, and and when I'm reading a script, it's not a normal read where it may take me, depending on how difficult the script is or complicated or words that I don't know, or or I'll read it, and then I'll Google little images so that I know what I'm looking at at the time, and I'm doodling on my script. My scripts are all marked up at the end, and then... uh, uh, you do
1: an immense amount of research. I, I mean, I, I, you're very be, visual.
2: I don't want to be wrong. And then I think that now with the fact that the iPad and I have like notability and I can mark on my scripts and I get the scripts. And then what I do now is I email them out to my art director and the graphics designer and the set decorator and the prop person and visual effects. And I mark in special effects. I mark all different colors in, in my pen. Mm -hmm. so that everybody knows exactly what I'm thinking so we're on the same page so we start that way which is really the advent of all these new computer programs have really helped I mean and I think that and for for me to understand it like when I did Magnificent Seven I basically I was the guy riding the horse in and I said oh well I'm riding in and I passed the church and and then you go how far am I riding and then I pass the sheriff and then I go a little further and then I go to the saloon. So then I just start sketching on a, a pad how many buildings that was. And then mm-hmm. I go, well, they have to, let's see, where's the sun going to be? The DP is going to light backlit. So now I have to like make the, make the street in the important buildings that are backlit. Right. And, and then like, w- you know, at, for Magnificent Seven, I went on Google Earth. I found the biggest open land that I could because it's swampy land. And I found a place that I've gone It's flat as can be. That's a Western, but it's not going to work in Louisiana because I don't have mountains and trees to hide the stuff. So I found this great lady that had this acreage. She was 82 years old. I went and met with her. She would drive her Buick Electra out there. We'd have a four wheel drive and we'd go out there. <laughs> you know, I, I don't let him, you know, somebody else's, uh, scouting this I said we're shooting here (laughs) I'm taking this place okay and so then we laid it out and I took all these angles shots and then when I went back to LA I said to the director Antoine Fuqua I said this is where I think we're doing it and this is why because we're in Louisiana and we're not in New Mexico I don't want flat lands I want a rolling hills and then that way our visual effects plate line will be above the trees which will help and ease the process. And then, uh, you know, we come about it that way. I think that it didn't get a lot of press and publicity because I think people thought, oh, they shot that in one of the ranches in New Mexico.
1: Right, and it's completely not. So you made it, see, you you worked against yourself. You made it look too too good. And then, yeah.
2: Well, and then when we did, when we did Olympus Has Fallen, you know, we go, we're going to shoot it in Shreveport. And I go, Shreveport? He goes, yeah, D, you
1: yeah, can. DC for street,
2: yeah. So then I found this road, and and then I just put the White House at a uh, about one hundred percent scale on the front that I built, <laughs> and then right. I put the ceremonial drive at the front of the White House, and I built Pennsylvania Avenue in front, and <laughs> we made the streets, and then I built a three quarter scale roof to put the top of the White House all in like, uh, you know, one spot. And so we, we did all the shooting and I said, well, you know, Antoine's gonna want real, uh, the foyer of the White House like to be practical because he wants to go in and out rather than the stage. Mm-hmm. So right. I could save money, but just build it all, you know, it'll be more difficult, it'll be warm, but it'll be, right. uh, it'll be what works. You know what's funny is, you know, a couple of years later, Antoine was going to do a movie, and uh, and they go, well, no, 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 I have my designer, and because uh, he he builds this, and we're going to have you do this. He goes, well, you know what? My designer built the White House in in Bozier City, Louisiana, <laughs> Pennsylvania Avenue. So I'll put him up against anybody, but right. this is the guy I'm working with.
1: We got I mean, you've uh, you've worked on so many films or TV shows that have been on locations. Do you like the challenge of location shooting?
2: I do now. Now, now it's like it's it's a it's a when the project comes, it's like where is it shooting? Right. Or who's it winning? Right, okay. right. So those are the only stipulations. It's not in LA, right? No, no,
1: not many things are these days. No.
2: <laughs> not yeah. many
1: of the good ones, but yeah.
2: Yeah. So I mm-hmm. mean, and that's kind of the. It's like it was not hard. Was I gonna go? like when I finished Ozark season two, so mm-hmm. I was gonna. Do, I had two offers to do uh, something in in Louisiana. I had an offer to do something in Boston, and then I had offered to do something in Canada. And Canada was like I couldn't take anybody. And I like to take my art director, who's also a construction coordinator, and we bounce stuff off. And I said, Atlanta in the summer? Are, are you kidding me? Gross. And so <laughs> my art director has a, a place in Vermont. So I said, well, what do you think? He goes, well, I think Boston from May to September would be fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so we did. And well, there.
1: That- that's because a leisurely look would, at it. <laughs> like, yeah. That's a leisurely look of like, where would I like to summer? Where would I like to fall? Where would I...
2: and, and then uh, one of the inquisitive things about it is because uh, it was with Frankie Shaw. And I know everybody's heard of Frankie Shaw lately. And I yeah. can tell you that she's a genius in my eyes. And I've worked with a lot of really good people that, uh, you know, I don't know where the stories came from, but I got a pretty good handle on everything but uh, uh she called me and and you know with the me too movement and and this is all women kind of show and i go well i haven't done that yeah. <laughs> let's check this out yeah. so when i called her and she facetimed me and i and i go uh hey frankie uh how are you doing and she goes it's good i'm in the writing i'm i'm writing in the Suburban we're coming from a writers conference and we've been writing this stuff. So I said, uh, she goes, I've seen your, uh, uh, your name. And I said, well, that's kind of interesting. You know, as you probably know, this is not a genre that I've kind of worked I've done before. And I wasn't sure why you were like going to hire somebody that's old enough to be your dad. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, listen, this is what I think. I look at you as a director whisperer. And I said, well, I don't Absolute. understand. Absolutely, that
1: is, that is a I perfect seen, way to put I've you. I've
2: seen some of those MFs that you've worked for in this business. And I think of it like the horse whisperer. If you can tame the horses, you can tame the director. And you do those. And this is what I need, your guidance and leadership for season two. So at that point. How do I, I think I she
1: nailed you. I think she really nailed you down there. <laughs> that's very I... insightful for someone who never met you. <laughs> so,
2: how could I turn her down?
0: And that's part one of my interview with Derek Hill. Check out the next episode, part two, when he's talking about The Magnificent Seven, working with uh, Tom Cruise and Kevin Costner and Sean Penn, Smilf. He he gets into some more designing theories and and the way he executes his sets it's it's very interesting if you want to be up to date with our podcast schedule please visit decoratingpagespodcast.com and subscribe to our newsletter thanks for joining me i hope you got a your full i'm kim wanup for decorating pages decorating pages is sponsored by stogie floaty a luxury pool float float them if you got them visit stogiefloaty.com